Welcome to Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. It is the 24th of May, 2017, which is ironic since I'm just done being 24 after this last Sunday, which, by the way, if y'all want to do me a favor and get me a birthday gift, then y'all can get yourself a shirt. I'll include a link in the descriptions uh, on IPM Nation and JournalisticRevolution.com. Before I start delving into today's issues, I just wanted to remind y'all that I have a show on every Sunday called the Chain Reaction Podcast, and that's available on YouTube and also available through TimeToFree.us, which is the uh, the, con- the anarchist content site that uh, that I run. But um, all of that aside, today is very serious. Not because of what's been going on, but because of people's reaction to it. And why people have been reacting the way that they have been. I thought for a very long time about how I was going to respond to a few of these things. But, I'll just, um, I'll try to be as civil as possible. Last week, one of the things I covered was the idea that people were celebrating the lie that they were circulating immediately without researching it on the internet, that they could suddenly run over protesters in the middle of the street who were blocking the streets. This was a source of significant joy to multiple conservative sites. And I want to be really clear that that sort of division is precisely the root of most modern political problems. There was another terror attack against First Worlders in Manchester. This terror attack was supposedly an Islamic terrorist with backpacks full of nail bombs, and ISIS supposedly took responsibility for it right away. But, you know, they got some details wrong, because what's a good claiming of a terror attack by a major terror organization without missing a few pertinent details that they could use to further infuriate the people? I want to be measured. I really do. But I am so angry with the way this is typically approached, and with the way that this approach has historically resulted in yet more terror, and how nobody seems to want to take responsibility for any of it. Yeah, we we definitely care enough to use a hashtag on the internet because an Ariana Grande concert was bombed, and... Some people were killed, and some more people were injured, 
And this is really, truly awful. Do not get me wrong, I am not apologizing for any of this. I am not saying that any of this should have been able to go on, and I'm not saying I ethically endorse any of this. But what I am saying is that the reason it happened was not isolated to one madman in any way that countless other terror attacks, you know, the ones that the mayor of London and Emmanuel Macron were saying were going to be commonplace, everyday experiences. I'm saying that they have a common root, and this common root is the sort of thing that has been the prime cause for not only terrorism, but the war on terror. I don't know how many more people have to die before people stop being jingoist. I don't know how many more people have to die to terror attacks or to bombing campaigns before people realize that they're being pitted against each other. I don't know how many people have to be killed because of a dumbass image that was circling the, circling the internet saying that you could suddenly run over protesters legally in, in North Carafucking-Lina before people start to realize that there's a hidden undertone to fucking all of this, that they want us fighting each other. And if it sounds like I'm angry, I am. I had to get my head together fucking multiple times today before I could get this message remotely on point. But I really need to be clear here. That terrorism in Manchester was terrifying and sad and brutal and wanton. But you know what else is? The countless that have died at the hands of U.S. and globalist foreign interests bombing countries into the fucking Stone Age, even the ones that are already there, and killing countless civilians around the world. Regularly. This shit isn't new. This shit doesn't happen infrequently. It just happens so infrequently to the first world that it's a problem big enough to raise in the news. But we don't read foreign news. That's in another language. We don't read the idea that the U.S. government is constantly bombing foreign territories, that the drone wars are just an excuse to bomb more, and that the war on terror has always been an excuse to stay where we shouldn't fucking be. And by we, I'm using the jingoist term to speak to jingoists, because I had no fucking part in the global decision-making. But you certainly fucking do if your response to global terror is what should the government do to intervene next? And how can they prevent this from happening in the future? It isn't their job to prevent terrorism. I feel like Smokey fucking Bear because only you can prevent terrorism. Only you can prevent it by stopping the attitudes and mentalities that allow and foster and encourage it in the first place, much less those that incite it. Uh, it's it, it couldn't be clearer. People, people are upset. They don't just go kill themselves because they're emotionally fucking stable. 
They don't blow up public squares because they have a cool temperament and a calm demeanor. They do it because it's 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 rage. They're angry. And we're supposed to assume that the reasons that they're angry are completely irrelevant and completely irrational so that we can continue justifying the, the countless wars in their territories. Well, more of them died? Well, that's reasonable. More terrorists aren't going to come over and blow up our public squares. Yeah, disconnect the, the death of people in those regions from the resulting people who are left over saying fuck this and taking up arms and then disconnect that from the radicalization that's occurred in order to make them understand the first world is an enemy at all you know the ones that where they said that you know you can go retake russia as long as you do what we say you'll get the the, the holy land you richly deserve hmm how about that? Or how about bombing public squares with drone strikes? Or how about teaching the, the, the most fundamentalist and insane people over there how to create explosive devices and then telling them who to kill until they get frustrated with you? Whoops, we have new terror leaders. I guess we have to depose them. Looks like that country could use more freedom. And I guess we found some oil, lithium, opium, you know, just whatever we can find over there while we're bombing the fuck out of the region. Another troop placement. Oh, there are no boots on the ground. Right. That's because you're using quote-unquote private contractors, right? It doesn't count as long as they don't have a badge for the government, right? As long as they don't carry your stripes and they carry XE's stripes. Which, by the way, for the people who haven't been paying attention, Blackwater is no more. It's been XE for a while now. After it went through another change for being LLC or some shit like that. If you connect the dots, you will find a wallet. Somebody is benefiting from our ignorance, from our divisiveness, and... The more of these attacks happen, the more senseless violence the first world will think is necessary to prevent it again. I get very angry when I hear, you know, unnecessarily, irrationally angry when I hear Einstein's definition of insanity parroted as if it's the actual definition. But it has some merit, you know? Repeating the same foreign policy over and over and expecting different results. But we, we can only joke and call these motherfuckers insane, right? We can only fucking joke. We can only make humorous statements on late night television and then talk about those humorous statements around the water cooler the next day at work. Or on the bus, or at college, or wherever we gather at the proverbial watering hole to discuss how politics are. We don't know jack fucking shit as a people about how politics are because no pay nobody pays any attention. And so as a result, we have the same policies over and over, and more people die, and more people are angry about more people dying, and more people join some organization to bomb other people and we celebrate this division 
because it's always us versus them, right? That's why a third party can't excel in the presidential ele selections, because we can't have a third option, can we? Oh, we either win or they do? Oh, well then I guess I want us to win, whoever the fuck we are. Instead of working on a third option to say, hey, maybe we could find a, a solution to make this beneficial for all of us. And maybe if we can't, we've at least fucking tried. But the governments don't need to. The only thing they need to do is gather and discuss how the next year is going to go and gather and make sure that everything works out for the corporate dickholes who got them elected in the first place. And this is the normal fucking system. This is normal now. And it has been for a long time. And nobody in significant numbers has any desire to do anything about it, at least not a desire strong enough to mean that they pay close enough attention to realize that the system that they're supporting by saying those evil people over there must be destroyed is the same system that can destroy them in the next fucking breath. I want to read something here. I, I found this on Global Research, which, by the way, definitely check out Global Research. I, I, I cannot stress enough how, how valuable this site is, because it has a ton of information on just how irrevocably fucked we are if we don't change course. And a lot of this information comes at, uh, at, at research that most people would not touch. Like research about how the U.S. was over there training uh, the, 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 the people who would become suicide bombers and their progeny how to build those bombs and then pointing them in the direction of fucking Russia or whoever was the local boogeyman while also arming the people these people were fighting so that they got progressively more and more bitter at Israel and there's a regional conflict that's infinitely sappable. You know, fucking, I, I, I hear this way too fucking much. Why, are, why would we listen to Osama bin Laden? Well, maybe because he could tell us why people did what they did. Maybe it's because he could tell us why the, the radicals theoretically blew up the Twin Towers or why the, the radicals were fighting U.S. and allied forces in the Middle East in the first fucking place. Maybe it's because he could say, yeah, you know, I don't appreciate being used as a foreign policy pawn, and I don't think my people do either, especially not while those people that are my people, the people that I identify with both religiously and culturally, um, being pitted against Israel constantly, and the U.S. not batting an eye, We'll point you at our enemies, but we won't help you when you're fighting our friends. Obviously. Know your place. Stay in line. That attitude isn't going to create any fucking enemies now, is it? But I'm going to read you the first section of this until we get to the actual numbers. Because if this podcast 
slash radio show or whatever. I guess it's just an online radio show. Maybe I should make it a podcast. Let me know. If this reaches enough ears and it can get into the jingoist ears who I'm really shouting at tonight, not the people who already know. I don't like preaching to the choir. If it can reach the jingoist ears, I want them to hear this headline and this article loud and fucking clear. The U.S. has killed more than 20 million people in 37 victim nations since World War II. An article posted May 17, 2017 by James Lucas on Global Research, which is the Center for Research on Globalization.ca or .org. Either one will take you to this site. <clears throat> now this was first published November 2015. The article reads, After the catastrophic attacks of September 11, 2001, monumental sorrow and a feeling of desperate and understandable anger began to permeate the American psyche. A few people at that time attempted to promote a balanced perspective by pointing out that the U.S. had also been responsible for causing those same feelings in people in other nations, but they produced hardly a ripple. Although Americans understand in the abstract the wisdom of people around the world empathizing with the suffering of one another, such a reminder of wrongs committed by our nation got a little got little hearing and was soon overshadowed by an accelerated, quote, war on terrorism. But we must continue our efforts to develop understanding and compassion in the world. Hopefully this article will assist in doing that by addressing the question, how many September 11th has the United States caused in other nations since World War II? The theme is developed in this report, which contains an estimated number of such deaths in 37 nations, as well as brief explanations of why the U.S. is considered culpable. The causes of wars are complex. In some instances, nations other than the U.S. may have been responsible for more deaths. But if the involvement of our nation appeared to have been a necessary cause of a war or conflict, it was considered responsible for the deaths in it. In other words, they probably would have not would not have taken place if the U.S. had not used the heavy hand of its power. The military and economic power of the United States was crucial. This study reveals that U.S. military forces were directly responsible for about 10 to 15 million deaths during the Korean-Vietnam Wars and the two Iraq Wars. The Korean War also includes Chinese deaths, while the Vietnam War also includes fatalities in Cambodia and Laos. The American public probably is not aware of these numbers and knows even less about the proxy wars for which the United States is also responsible. In the latter wars, there were between 9 and 14 million deaths in Afghanistan, Angola, Democratic Republic of the Congo, East Timor, Guatemala, Indonesia, Pakistan, and Sudan. But the victims are not just from big nations or one part of the world. The remaining deaths were in smaller ones, which constitute over half of the total number of nations. 
Virtually all parts of the world have been the target of U.S. intervention. The overall conclusion reached is that the United States most likely has been responsible since World War II for the deaths of between 20 and 30 million people in wars and conflicts scattered over the world. To the families and friends of these victims, it makes little difference whether the causes were U.S. military action, proxy military forces, the provision of U.S. military supplies or advisors or other ways such as economic pressures applied by our nation. They had to make decisions about other things such as finding lost loved ones, whether to become refugees and how to survive. And the pain and anger is spread even further. Some authorities estimate that there are as many as ten wounded for each person who dies in wars. Their visible continued suffering is a continuing reminder to their fellow countrymen. It is essential that Americans learn more about this topic so they can begin to understand the pain that others feel. Some, someone once observed that the Germans during World War II chose not to know. We cannot allow history to say this about our country. The question posed above was how many September 11ths has the United States caused in other nations since World War II? The answer is possibly 10,000. Comments on gathering these numbers. Generally speaking, the much smaller number of Americans who have died is not included in this study, not because they are not important, but because this report focuses on the impact of U.S. actions on its adversaries. An accurate count of the number of deaths is not easy to achieve, and this collection of data was undertaken with full realization of this fact. These estimates will probably be revised later, either upward or downward by the reader and the author, but undoubtedly the total will remain in the millions. The difficulty of gathering reliable information is shown by two estimates in this context. For several years, I heard statements on radio that three million Cambodians had been killed under the rule of the Khmer Rouge. However, in recent years, the figure I heard was one million. Another example is that the number of persons estimated to have died in Iraq due to sanctions after the first U.S.-Iraq war was over one million. But in more recent years, based on a more recent study, a lower estimate of around half a million has emerged. Often, information about wars is revealed only much later, when someone decides to speak out, when more secret information is revealed due to persistent efforts of a few, or after special congressional committees make reports. Both victorious and defeated nations may have their own reasons for underreporting the number of deaths. Further, in recent wars involving the United States, it was not uncommon to hear statements like, we do not do body counts, and references to collateral damage, as the euphemism for dead and wounded. Life is cheap for some, especially those who manipulate people on the battlefield as if it were a chessboard. To say that it is difficult to get exact figures is not to say that we should not try. Effort was needed to arrive at the figures of six million Jews killed during World War II, but knowledge of that number is now widespread, and it has fueled the determination to prevent future holocausts. That struggle continues. Now, I'm not going to read through the numbers, or the 37 victim nations, because I don't have time to finish this article and still get in the rest of the show tonight. That's absurd. 
that enough people have been killed that I couldn't talk about it in half an hour, that I couldn't even reference numbers. So, read this article. Again, the article is called U.S. has killed more than 20 million people in 37 victim nations since World War II. Read the article on globalresearch.ca or .org. I cannot stress enough how unsympathetic somebody would have to be to say that the U.S. had no part in the sort of destruction that took place at Manchester or Boston or or even 9-11, countless incidents of terror. that can't hold a candle to the people who have been killed by the U.S. Territories that have been made to look like war zones because they are, but not enough to have an actual war on those countries declared. Because that would involve congressional approval. And that would be kind of difficult to get if some of those congressmen didn't uh, completely acquiesce to the powers that be. Like Ron Paul, constantly stalwart saying no to wars, to new laws. Because they have to allow a few people closer to the actual governed into government, or it won't seem like it's a government of the people. But really, these ruling elite motherfuckers, they have their meetings behind closed doors. You do not get to hear what they're going to do. Not with your money. Make no mistakes. Your tax dollars do not pay for jack fucking shit. But future generations' money and the lives of the people that they have to kill in order to create enough instability to continue their dangerous regimes around the world... Regimes that sometimes result in blowback that will sometimes splash on first world nations, but still never ceases to pale in comparison to the death and destruction that the U.S. has wrought on other nations. We don't care in terms of the average U.S. populace. We don't care about those children we care about having a social media presence. If a San Bernardino happens, we don't care that there's somebody with a gun. We care that there's somebody with a gun who holds the beliefs that we've been told to fear. These beliefs that we've been told to fear so that this continued campaign of global aggression that the U.S. government has thrown at the world and its connected allies have fostered, encouraged, and assisted. This is what causes terrorism. And this jingoist attitude, that causes terrorism to happen here. There was not a suicide bombing in the Middle East until the CIA went over there and taught them how to make bombs. 
and the CIA taught them how to make bombs so that they could strengthen a global conflict. And these are the people that we are supposed to fear. Not, not the government, not the people who have killed a ton of people in the name of freedom while restricting our liberties ever more greatly every day with a police state strengthened by a war on our own people that is considered to keep the streets clean in terms of the war on drugs. Because you've got to do something with those soldiers after they're done farming opium overseas, so why not let them be cops and encourage veterans to join the police force? Because after calling people ragheads for a long enough time, obviously they're going to be a completely fair arbiter of justice here at home. Right? And the most violent most willing-to-follow-orders people. Those make the best cops in the eyes of the state because they get to tell them to do whatever, and they will. I'm just following orders. I'm just doing my job. Oh, don't bring up Nuremberg. That makes you a fucking thug, a criminal, scum. We will put you in a cage. And all while the, the, the security apparatus is constantly under scrutiny, but never shrinks. You think Vault 7, you think WannaCry, you think any of this shit, the NSA leaks that Snowden revealed and continues to occasionally reveal further, you think any of this shit shrunk? No, it just changed names. It changed names, it changed bare elements of its policies and procedures it changed its mechanisms and we didn't care anymore because guess what there was the next thing that the government affiliated and sometimes controlled media circus distracted us with oh yeah you know that manchester attack is terrible but you know what's going to be even more terrible? The next fucking thing the government has obviously no part in. And hey, as long as they can keep us afraid enough at home to allow them to do whatever they will with security apparatuses, law enforcement, you know, uh, progressively increasing regulations on what we can and cannot build and do and own and shoot... And all paid for by things that we don't have yet. Paid for by a 20 trillion plus dollar debt. Plus all the money they fucking lost. I'm not going to say because I don't know that 9-11 was an inside job. But it's sure fucking convenient that... The planes happened to blow up a bunch of people looking for missing money. Or, as I like to call it, and many anarchists also call it, Federal Reserve Notes, because we aren't even allowed to have money anymore. And instead of fighting the fuckers who were creating these conditions, we're fighting each other. 
We're encouraging and celebrating the idea of running each other over with vehicles. And when one of us is killed, one of us in the human race is killed overseas, it's, it, it's fine. It, it, it's something that we can read about on the front cover of a newspaper we won't buy uh, before we get coffee and then throw the thought away for the rest of the day. Gee, isn't that awful? And then go back to thinking about what's going to happen next on, on, oh man, the latest reality show du jour. Fucking Beauty Runway Pop Star Extreme Awards Challenge 2017. And we're trained to be mean to each other and spiteful to our neighbor so that that thing that happened over there is fine as long as it happens to them. The only time people care significantly, the only time people run to the aid of each other in any significant way is when they hear an explosion. I commend the homeless people and the other people that, that have stepped up. The Sikh cab driver who cosmopolitan wasted no time in calling Muslim and wasted no time in deleting the tweet where they did this and not admitting any fault whatsoever. I, I, I praise these people. These people are doing good in the world. But this is the only time we do good, in times of crisis. The rest of the time, people are so fucking passive that they think without government there wouldn't be any charity. Regardless of how uncharitable an institution government is, that's a myth that pervades the American and world psyche, and it has for millennia. Without this group of thugs in government, we would not be charitable to one another? Not like the government makes us uncharitable. Not like anybody in the ruling elite is connected to any corporations that would benefit from this sort of control and would benefit from being the only one who can provide service X, whatever that fucking is. We wouldn't be charitable without government. We would be the most charitable people. We have giving platforms that are so easy to access now. We have the blockchain. We have encryption. We have mesh nets. We don't need them. Which is why they want to control the internet. Which is why they want to control all of the, uh, the resources and make them public. Quote. Because that way, when, when somebody tries to go off grid, their house can be declared substandard. That way, when net neutrality takes hold, if you don't have a fucking television with a webcam hooked up to the CIA in your house, you lose, you lose access, or you're, you're prosecuted. They're already doing this sort of thing in, in, in the UK, you know? You ever seen those Orwellian fucking posters where they talk about how you must have a TV license to have a TV and you must have a TV license. Or George Orwell predicted this. 
Stephen King in The Running Man, which read the book, don't watch the god-awful movie, but read the book. Everybody who is anybody predicted this. Predicted technologies that would stay in our home, that we could use constantly, and that we would get used to using so constantly that we would sacrifice all of our freedom and privacy just so that we could have convenience, just so that we could feel safe. Doesn't matter whether we are more safe because of these things, we can feel safe. And then net neutrality gets to swoop in as a paragon of freedom and say, well, we're just doing it to prevent throttling and prevent fast lanes. But then you ask, well, gee, what have cable companies been doing forever now? Oh, wow. You know, there are only a several cable companies available. And these cable companies get exclusive domain to put their cables in neighborhoods and nobody can intervene or compete. And people who try are prosecuted. Gee, not like that's a part of the net. Not like this net could be used to trap people. And then the government hoards exploits. The government hoards exploits and they exploit everybody's devices to make sure that they're not using wrong think and that they're, you know, agreeing that 2 plus 2 equals 5 every morning before breakfast and, you know, every night before they go to bed. You know, pray to the magic government that everything is still safe in the morning. And the first world gets to live real safe, doesn't it? Whereas the rest of the world gets to be the manufacturing base for the first world. Because as long as it looks green on one part of the planet, you can claim that global carbon is lessening because of your initiatives. Oh, the sky is clear in L.A., and you can see through the air now. Oh, that's fantastic. You ever been to Shenzhen? What about Beijing? What about Bangladesh? What about Taiwan? Literally anywhere. Huh? But we're not supposed to think about those people. Those people are over there. Like the Islamic people, it's okay to bomb. And we wonder why there's so much hatred towards America and towards first world nations in this world. We wonder why, after decades of bombing civilian populaces, now with drone technology, suddenly there are a ton of attacks on civilian populaces from the powers responsible for those love taps from the sky. Deformed babies because of the chemicals and radiation we pump over there, right? That's not going to get us any enemies. And we're not supposed to just, you know, question these things. We're supposed to just sit there and accept that this is the norm. We're supposed to accept that this is what's fine and that anything else would be fucking awful. Well, with, anar with, with anarchy, wouldn't warlords take over? Look around you!
The warlords are here. They never left. They just changed from regal attire to the skion, to the business suit. They don't have scepters, but they have some nifty cufflinks, don't they? Still big regal courtrooms. Still secret hidden meetings that we aren't allowed to be privy to. We're not even a democracy. And everybody's complaining about what anarchy would be. When the great experiment of voting failed because the people don't have to watch everything once they're pacified. And while their back was turned, everything collapsed and people benefited from it. World War II causing blood and death and destruction. And Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, radiation's only bad when it's leaking from Fukushima. When we bomb places and cause huge amounts of death and destruction, destroying families, destroying lives. That's chill. When massive German cities are firebombed into dust. When everybody is fine with doing this because of huge propaganda campaigns propped up by the fucking government. When the enemy is just insert racial slur here and so they're fine to kill. And when you're told to fear all of them and none of the people in power. Cops kill more people than terrorists, but we're afraid of Manchester, which happened overseas. Cops kill more people than terrorists, but we're afraid of, of, of San Bernardino. Or the Miami shooting. We're supposed to be afraid of several isolated incidents here. How do you think the people who are constantly bombarded by an endless assault from U.S. and its connected powers feel? Put yourself in their fucking shoes for a goddamn second and think, how would I feel if Manchester was an everyday occurrence, and then realize that it is for somebody and it's not because of powers that aren't affiliated with your government. You get to go have fun at an Ariana Grande concert, and that's totally reasonable. But there are countries with dictators that the U.S. put in that probably wouldn't even allow an Ariana Grande concert, and the U.S. government likes it like that. Because the U.S. government can keep on subjecting those territories to endless cruelty. And nobody will stop them because everybody has a seat at the table and everybody's eating. And the Western world grows fat off of this sort of opulence. And... the rest of the world gets to suffer. 
while U.S. powers meet in Dubai and the slaves build yet more buildings. While there was a Human Rights Commission for Women's Rights with some of the worst examples of women's treatment in charge of it. While these organizations brutally own people. While, while we all get to sit here in our moderately comfortable lifestyles. And another city is in rubble because of the people who put us in this lifestyle. And then I hear things like, well, hey, the U.S. was made better by that, right? And hey, those foreign countries were made better by that, right? They just need a good ass-kicking, right, Gavin McInnes? Well, clearly it's been working for as long as it's been happening. Clearly, every territory that the U.S. has touched has been made infinitely better. And that's why Iran is sewn up. That's why Afghanistan was over fucking a decade ago. That's why, you know, Iraq didn't have any WMDs which weren't found. That's why Sudan got to have a pharmaceutical factory bombed that destroyed 30,000 lives. That's why sanctions get to be put on the nations that seem to be getting a little bit uppity there. That's why no-fly zones get to be put over these areas by people who would have been so much more benevolent than Trump, right? Because clearly voting for anybody is going to make the system better. Clearly they aren't just going to be puppets. Right? And that's why Trump has kept all of his campaign promises. Right? Yeah, fuck that. The world is not made better by these policies. The world is not made better by having the world police in the form of the U.S. government and its connected powers and allies. It's not made better... It's made constantly worse, and nothing is being done to stop it because nobody gives enough of a shit about any of this to do anything meaningful about it. That being, hey, maybe we should stop bombing people and then shipping them over to the first world as a sort of attaboy. Oh yeah, the refugees are just an incidental caring thing. That's all they are, right? Hmm? It's not like the U.S. government fucked up their homelands, and it's not like connected powers took part in that fucking up of their homelands, and it's not like if their homelands had the rebels, they would revolt, right? And, and upset the U.S. powers there, unseat them from their thrones, it's not like if the U.S. didn't have an open borders kind of policy with Mexico and then also make Mexico a terrible shithole by making it a den of drugs by having the most regressive war on drugs imaginable so that those Mexicans are over here picking our lettuce instead of fighting the fucking generales over there. Right? 
The U.S. has nothing to do with fucking any of this. The first world is innocent. That's what we're led to believe by these motherfuckers who have constantly destroyed lands and lives and homes. And as long as it happens over there, and as long as we can't read the language while newspapers mourn the loss of yet more people due to foreign invaders, as long as that is the case, and as long as that is the norm, it's fine, right? Nobody's going to get hurt. Everybody's going to continue buying their IKEA furniture and never stop enjoying life in the first fucking world, right? It is tragic what happened in Manchester, and I do not mean to minimize the loss of human life. I mean to maximize the loss of human life in terms of how it's perceived in the minds of, of the masses because most people only care about it when the people it happens to look like them, and that's why it keeps happening. Make no mistake. And then the U.S. gets to profit off of all of this. All of these defense contractors who make weapons constantly for all of this shit and get to cash in before yet more people die so that yet another regional conflict is caused and everybody can get fucked again. And the cycle repeats over and over and over and isn't stopped because guess what? That's fucking difficult, ain't it? It'd be difficult to reorganize the world. It'd be scary. It'd be difficult to find our way out of this manufactured, pestilent reality where everything is controlled and dominated by a few fucking people. That'd be fucking hard. The U.S. admits to geoengineering. They admit to fucking with the atmosphere, releasing drugs and bacteria on our civilians. And we find out about it so much fucking later out of declassified or released secret documents that we don't get to do anything about it but say that shit sucked a long time ago. It's so diffused at that point that nobody does jack shit about it. And that's just us here. The police state rages on. We get a growing spy state that everybody but complains about occasionally. And nobody does jack shit about it. Because it's still comfortable enough and because they nudge us a little bit more every time so that they can move the line of how much we're willing to take. And then they go bomb people overseas so that there's enough angry people at us that there's another attack and they can justify the continued expansion of their powers. And we sit by and do nothing! Well, it's time to start doing something. It's time to start at least understanding the levels on which we lie. Understanding the system that it continues to rape us. Continues to steal what little liberty we have yet. And continues to call anybody who questions this narrative insane. And it's time we educate ourselves enough so that we know how to uproot this system and take the globe from the globalists. It won't be easy.
And first, you've got to get mad. And I hope I can help you for as long as possible. Stay angry. This has been Moment of Rage with Jeremiah Harding. Signing out. Kill like a government, take out the innocent and don't tell Cheap, plastic, dirty like a motel Living in an old cell, happy if you show well Corner where the blow cell, corner where they blow shells Under a bridge is where the homeless homes well In the land with a young lad, hit the old fell Welcome to the cold hell, diamonds, gold cell Twine with my soul yell, but I could only scream so loud Lie to day by day, but they seem so proud And I ain't down with that, and I ain't down with this Give them a smirk when they try to put down my fist I resist because I exist And it's a God-given right to live Untied at risk, it's worldwide at risk Breaking the freedom from slavery I'll die for this I won't let society suicide for this This is a mind frame KLA, kill like a government And murder seems okay Rape the people of everything that they got Take the citizens' guns And watch them get shot This is a mind frame KLA, kill like a government And murder seems okay While we sit back and pull Cash with the sea at the top to see them clash It's some bullshit that we're fed Green pieces of paper with faces of president said There were enemies among us, a president said An international threat is resting ahead For a militant to cock back and let a bullet rest in your head A constitution well written, that's it for dead So I'm here to let you know what the message is spread This is your fair warning, let the words be marked and I said We got vaccines shoved down our throats by the media Cancer cells grow eternally, slowly eating from the corn syrup, sugar and fast That they feed in your prescription pills So I throw up claims that they treating us FEMA can't train set up to be seeding us Cause no one could see how they break us down Piece by piece, day by day Make us all believe we're free Revolutionists, take your share of the tree If we trade freedom for security Then we deserve neither Slaves to the mass according slave by the visa Our blood is no longer red, blood is turned green Cause we die in the death to pay back the machine I'm here to tell the truth, cause truth for Moses, yet to be seen, kill like a government. Open your eyes and wake up from the dream. Uh, yeah, this is the mind frame. KLA, kill like a government. Murder seems okay. Break the people of everything that they got. Take the citizens' guns and watch them get shot. This is the mind frame. KLA, kill like a government. Murder seems okay. While we sit back and pull in cash with the sea at the top to see them crash. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck with it, uh, yeah, yeah, fuck with it, uh, yeah, yeah, fuck with it, uh, yeah.